For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. No! Listen, I know that I'm a stickler for details. I come from the old school, learn it from my dad, and I know our next guest, Bill Chow, is from the old school. I've heard in past places that I've worked that I wasn't that well-liked, because guess what? I held people accountable. And also, guess what? We won! How about that? Details, details, details. Details win, details lose. Are you winning now? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, it is, and uh, happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. For those watching on national television, Game Plus, you didn't see the ad that aired digitally for us just before we came on the air here for the Landmark Cinemas, one of our big sponsors, because uh, the theaters, 60 movies I saw on the ad are, yeah. are, 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 are airing in theaters that are open, and I, you know what I immediately thought was when we Ooh. used to get on the bus after, on a road trip with the hockey team, and the guys would say, where are the movies? <laughs> I don't know why. It just popped into my head. Where are the movies? <laughs> Where are the movies? I know, right? Pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Pretty soon we'll be in the theater watching movies. I can't wait. And Landmark Cinemas. Well, we've got ads for our show running in Landmark Cinemas, right? We've got to get people into the theaters. We need people in the theaters in a big way. Now yeah. they're, they're open here finally, so we can go again, ah. um, which I'm excited to get back to Landmark, actually. And uh yeah, but you got to get your tickets in advance because there's limited capacity and like the rest of the world. I know, right? <laughs> Hello. I know. Uh, hey, I know. Just a little off the board as we open up episode number 501 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. But we say hey to our American friends, too. We're emanating from the bunker here in Western Canada. Big guests today. Clark Gillies. Hockey Hall of Famer. His face adorns this desk every day. He sent this bobblehead up personally from New York, because he thought our desk was a little empty. Islanders, great. Regina Pat's great. He'll be joining us to talk about the Islanders. Very close to moving on. Very close. Mm -hmm. After beating Boston last night. Kenny Reid will join us from Rogers Sportsnet. And uh, Andrew Gotzelig from Hoop Life. A hoopster is going to join us later on. We're going to talk a little NBA playoffs. So it's going to be big fun. And we got some... Really cool gifts that have showed up on the bunker here. But I'm going to save those for a little later on in the show to, to debut those. But let me just tell the folks that have sent them, thank you. They've been received. Let's hit the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. I'm with those that say Montreal Canadiens fans are annoying. I'm starting to. You're there now? Yeah, I am. I am. And a lot of them are very close and dear personal friends of mine. But guys, you got to you got to back off a little bit here with the 1993 talk, don't you think? Like, Yeah. Here's the problem that I have, and it's, you know, you can apply it anywhere, but right now it's the Habs, and it's a little bit of the problem with the Leafs is you get a taste, a little taste of success, and all of a sudden you think you've earned it, and, you, and you're owed something, and that you deserve something, right? It's never deserved. 
Like it's never the next thing is never deserve. You don't deserve it. You don't. You're not owed anything. You have to earn everything you've gotten. And, and beyond, I'll be honest. The Montreal Canadiens have earned everything that they've gotten. But continue to have that mindset, right? As the underdog, continue to earn it. That's what they're doing in that locker room. But the fan base has already started to wag their finger at everybody else and develop this arrogance overnight. Right. That doesn't sit well with anybody else. That's the po- I, I'm with you guys. The, the Habs themselves, they, they swept out uh, the Jets last night with an overtime victory in Game 4. I was the guy saying I could see the Jets win four straight and come back. Didn't happen, but it went to overtime. Montreal won, and good for them. You saw Tyler Toffoli. He scored the winner. He said afterwards, nobody believes in us, and he's right, so that's fine. He goes, basically, just us and our fans are the only people that thought we could do this. I'm just saying pipe down. You're halfway to the goal of winning the Stanley Cup, and it's just annoying people that 93. You see the rally last night in St. Catharines? Oh, yeah. Where's the masks? What? Are we? Is it over? Like, I'm okay if it's over, but is it over? Like, are they breaking rules? I don't know. Can we just keep playing hockey? And by the way, the Habs will play the winner of the Colorado Vegas series, which it's game, night, game day for the Golden Knights here. It's nighttime. I'm very excited about that. But Montreal fans, pipe down. You're the guy that says you hate post-game trash talk. You beat Winnipeg. Can you just be humble? That's the Montreal Canadiens way. That's not the franchise's thing of rubbing it in people's faces. It's about class. It's about dignity. It's about respecting your opponent. And they're not doing that. I wish they would. Celebrate. Be happy. Over-celebrate. Be as excited as you want. But don't do it in somebody else's face. That's, that's where it's classless. Well, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Montreal fans have a right being arrogant right now. Good on them. Yeah, you would say that as a Stampeders fan. You guys invented it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not right in either place. Anyways, uh, Snowman's checking in from Carolina. He's having some pretty serious health issues. The Snowman... So uh, if you can look him up on Facebook, Snowman in the Morning, our broadcast friend down there, our NFL insider in Carolina, help him out as he struggles right now. Uh, he's got our support behind him, of course. Anyways, I got hung up on the Montreal thing, but just act like you've been there before, because you have been there before 24 times. Uh, point two, how about those Islanders, which we'll be talking to Clarky about coming up here next segment. They're up 3-2 on the Boston Bruins. They beat the Bruins 5-4. And this morning, breaking news... <laughs> Bruce Cassidy, the coach of the Bruins, has been dinged $25,000 by the NHL for, for uh, criticizing the officials. And I just, I went back and I read the quotes. I watched the quotes. I didn't think it was that bad. I really don't. He said, but we're playing the New York Saints, not the New York Islanders. And I love the guys that run the organization, but they're, they're not getting the calls that we're getting. And... Man, is it hard for these coaches to bite their lip, especially this time of year. But I said to producer Clark in the pre-show meeting, I'm like, was it that bad? And he's like, you just can't mention officiating, period. And I love the way Peter DeBoer handled it in Vegas the other night, the coach of Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. He said, it's not the officials. They're the ones dropping their sticks. Colorado, they're the ones falling all over the place. They're fooling the officials. He didn't get fined. Yeah, that was a little, but he but he was careful, and that was very <laughs> well crafted. Almost like he's got a law background, you know. He didn't criticize the officials. He criticized Colorado for not hanging onto their sticks, right? So he didn't criticize the officiating. He criticized their ability to hang onto the sticks. Hey, they're just dropping their sticks. That's <laughs> they got to do a better job of that. Um, but you can't you can't criticize the officials. 
it's just like around here is, you know, leaders of this team. I mean, I drop the ball all the time on things. But you come into my office and tell me I've dropped the ball. You don't go out on social media yeah. and say that I'm messing up that again. Too. Right? Jim Noble watching on Facebook says, why do you call Vegas Golden Knights Canada's team? Because, Jim, it pisses everybody off. How about that? That's why. And when you stop reacting to it, I might stop. But for, oh, we're rolling for a while with that one. Well, totally. It's really catching on. Well, if you tried <laughs> to make the Leafs Canada's team, everybody else would revolt. If exactly. you tried to make Calgary Canada's team, everybody else. Well, Vegas is kind of a neutral party, so we can all come together, hey, can't we? What did, what did Ovi say? It's everybody's town. Vegas belongs to everybody. That's right. It's Canada's team. Point three, little scoop that we broke this morning. The uh, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, the local Junior A loop of which I wrote a a book on the SJHL that was a bestseller. I love that league. And we learned this morning that the government has approved their return to play beginning September 24th. Go uh, search them on Twitter, at the SJHL. Hopefully that extrapolates or is a parallel to your province's Junior A league and how they can play. But they're going to hit the ice. And bravo to the government for approving it. Now, moving on to point four, that relates to the CFL return to play. TSN's Dave Naylor reporting this morning. This is what's great about daytime sports talk, right? We're on top of all the latest stuff. Dave Naylor reporting this morning that there will be a vote by the Board of Governors to, I guess, kick off on August 5th. I, I sort of read that to mean play at all. And I've been getting ripped along with my close compadre Arash for being negative about the CFL return to play. And you people need to understand, I'm trying to protect your hearts, your pee-picking hearts, because there's a chance that they won't play. That's all. Everybody's hopes are sky high again. Everywhere I go, same as you. Oh, they're playing, they're playing, they're playing. It was on the news, they're playing. The owner of the Ticats said they're playing. He guaranteed, then why are they voting? I'm talking to a lot of people in this league right now, and I'm just getting 50 50 that they're playing in the, and that, and, and not that they're not playing, but the hurdles are so high, they're going to be very hard to overcome. And because the government's approved the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League playing, does not mean that they're going to approve the Canadian Football League playing because it's largely about crowd size, in my opinion. If getting huge crowds was not a hurdle that the CFL had to clear, I would say that they're going to play. CFL's been very forthright with that. They're like, we need crowds. We don't know yet that they're going to be allowed to have 10,000 or more. That's what they need. So that's you can call me negative all you want. I've been called far worse. Believe me. But I'm being very realistic. And now we learned today from TSN that the Board of Governors are going to vote on June 14th whether they're going to play at all August 5th. Do you see what I'm saying? You all think that they're playing. We just learned from TSN today there's a very good chance they're not. How does that sit with you? Do you have that with me? Yeah, no, for sure. We're going to find out June 14th if they're playing on August 5th. Or they may kick the can down the road a little bit and say, we're not playing August 5th, but let's try for Labor Day, and we'll make a decision on that on August 5th. Yeah. You know, like that's a very realistic possibility. Now, am I hopeful they're going to play? Absolutely. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I want them to play. 
and that's really exciting. But help us out immensely. The Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League playing in September. I have no doubt. I mean, I am really optimistic. You know, I, I'll never say anything's a slam dunk because things change so quickly, especially in the last two years. But I think the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League is a really highly likelihood of playing with full crowds. We're talking about being open middle of July here in Saskatchewan. They'll play. They're, they're, they're stuck within the rectangle. I mean, they'll figure out the flin flon thing. That's just a stone's throw over the border. That's not a big deal. But, you know, the Western Hockey League is completely different, and the CFL is completely different when you're talking about all these different jurisdictions. So June 14th will be a big day. Actually, there's a story on uh, the Canadian press that I was reading this morning. I just saw the headline, but it was that not all athletes are exempt from the border exemption for the NHL in Canada. What is it? This is an NHL-only thing, but it doesn't extend to other leagues, uh, other sports, other, you know, athletes. No, they'll have yeah. to have their own plan presented and approved, right? So uh, let's, let's sprinkle in some viewer comments here. Hey, what do you say? Let's do it. Uh, from Randy P. watching on YouTube, he says, Awesome to hear about the SJ. My son will be playing in the SJ this upcoming season. Can't wait. They're going. And they announced, they confirmed what my scoop was like an hour later. The government's approved the SJHL returning to play September 24th. Jordan Ewart on YouTube says fans for SJHL and WHL games. It's looking that way. It's looking that way. Um, what else? Anything else on that or should I move on? It's got people going. It does have people going. I think that's exciting. The dub has a little bit, you know, a few more hurdles. They don't want to. Do, I don't know that they want to do an East Division and Alberta Hub. But They're BC, not going to do it. <laughs> they don't want to do that again. No. Um, the traveling province to province will be a little bit different and more difficult, but high likelihood that they have fans too. From Norway, Trent Bruner's watching in Norway, where it is currently six thirteen p.m. Congratulations for 500 shows yesterday. The Montreal win shows a lot of resolve for the next round. The Islanders could just make it to the third round too. The NHL should let the criticism on officials come and be honest about it. Nobody can be perfect all the time. Besides, I was an official and umpire once before music got big for me. Stay healthy, everyone. There's your update from Norway, Moose. Uh, That's why I will never work in a league office. Unfortunately, I don't want to. But I just think that you got to, I think, let the coaches vent a little bit. I I do, especially when you blow it. I'm not saying Bruce Cassidy blew it, or the, sorry, that the that Bruce Cassidy had a reason. But why? Why? Like you just can't say anything. It's like Nazi stuff. You know what I mean? Communism. I, why? You get this better than me. I do. <laughs> why I can do. you not criticize the refs? What the hell? Because you undermine the authority of the whole operation, and they have to have some semblance of authority. Even if they are wrong? Yeah, even if they're wrong, right? Ooh. That needs to be all, Yuck. That needs to all be done behind closed doors. Now, it doesn't mean that criticism like shouldn't be tolerated. That is communism stuff, right? That is unhealthy. But that <laughs> yes. criticism can't be public. It has to be private. The criticism has to be private. It has to be kept behind closed doors. You have to have those meetings. What are you going to do about this? And coaches get frustrated and they go to the media because they, I don't they get frustrated. I don't blame them for doing it. And then if they don't speak, they get fined. Exactly. Guys, I can't speak. I'm too upset. No, you have to or you'll get fined. Speak, but you can't talk about what I really want to talk about. <laughs> exactly. So, Hence John Tortorella. Problem is, Torts does it every game. I know, but that's why I'm a Torts fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you just can't do it publicly, unfortunately. 
from Bill Lothian, watching in the Deep South. Good morning, RP gang. Islanders definitely got the Bruins scrambling. And Lay Canada will rep Canada. My guess is they won't last long in the next round. Come on, rain. It's coming. Uh, Danny uh, Ewan watching from the Energy Capital says the SJHL season starts September 24th, ending with the Centennial Cup in Estevan, Saskatchewan. Hashtag go Bruins go. Hashtag Estevan, not Boston. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> That's good. If you know, you know. So the poll question today on this Hab stuff is, will you cheer for the Montreal Canadiens the rest of the way? The poll questions for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center and... 51% of you saying, yes, they will. As long as my team's alive, which is the Vegas Golden Knights, I won't be cheering for Montreal. But And incidentally, they're going to be going head-to-head next round, so clearly I'm not cheering for Montreal. But if they knock out Vegas, I would probably cheer for Montreal. Eh, maybe not. I mean, I got the Islanders picked to be in the Stanley Cup final, as you recall. I know. Back from months ago. That's right. And I got ebbs there, so... I you're voting no. no. I've got to vote no. What are you voting? I haven't voted yet. Um, probably no. I mean, I like. I, I'm a real big fan of of now Vegas and Colorado. Both of those teams. I think whoever comes out of that series will have my support. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I cheer for good stories. This Montreal Canadian story is amazing. It's very good. You know, this is destiny stuff. This is the origin of hockey, and them doing it is not a. And they're doing it not as a powerhouse. They're the underdog. It's easy to root for the underdog. So as long as I don't listen to Habs fans here for a while, shut the texts off from Brady, yeah. that kind of stuff, <laughs> I can tolerate that. I'll, I'll be in on the Habs. Well, I love them. I love them. They're great people. Oh, you need them. By name, Tom Shepard, Tony Plater, Paul Barnby, I can name Bob my dad. Marier, all the Habs fans. Like I, they're great people. Some of my closest friends, but you guys got to shut up. Like, my just dad, sit back and enjoy the ride because you're annoying the rest of us. Like my dad just learned how to use a cell phone in the past, been the <laughs> pandemic. Like just learned. Like he doesn't call. Like sometimes he does, and it's really nice. Yeah, and he's become a texter. But like the guy Is he a made Tommy texter. But the guy made sure to call me five minutes after Game Seven. Did you see the game? How'd the game go? Yeah, Did annoying. you enjoy the game? I'm like, Dad, you've never trash talked in your life to me, and now you're doing it after Game Seven. Take his phone away. I know. Is we got Jethro? We do. Okay. The warm-up brought to you by E-Call Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Estevan, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. We're going to Long Island next with Hockey Hall of Famer Clark Gillies. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states, including the Empire State. We're dive, uh, live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome uh, back, everybody. We did have a lot of viewer comments in the opening segment, so I'm going to pause those for a second and just read a little breaking news today 
From this morning, the National Hockey League fined Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy $25,000 for his criticism of the officials after Game 4 of Boston's second-round playoff series against the Islanders. The Isles scored uh, three power play goals on four chances last night in a 5-4 win. After the game, Cassidy commented the officials uh, said the teams were treated differently despite playing similar styles. Maybe that's a great way to start with uh, Clark Gillies, who we saw, of course. He made all the highlights from the weekend games in New York, and he would have been watching last night on TV. How you doing, Clarky? Good, Rod. How are you? 100%. I got, the, I got the Islanders facing Vegas in the Stanley Cup Finals, so none of this is a surprise to me. But what did you think of what Cassidy said last night? That's the first I've heard of it. Uh, both teams play a very, very physical style, and... Uh, you know what? I think the referees been, have been pretty good. I think they could call a few things. There were a couple of slashing penalties that were kind of weak last night. But all in all, these guys are going after each other pretty good. The referees have been uh, kind of trying to stay out of the way. So uh, I don't know really what he's complaining about. I don't. I honestly don't either. But uh, there's been some suspect officiating, which we can get into. But I would assume you are not surprised the Isles are one game away from the final four of the NHL. You've been watching them all year. No, they've got a good hockey team. They, uh, they learned a lot last year, uh, in the bubble up in Toronto. Uh, they're back into that same firestorm again this year. Uh, they look to be handling it very, very well. Uh, you know, these are two good hockey teams that are going after each other. And, and, um, Neither team is really back down from the other. Uh, there were a couple of minutes last night where the Islanders kind of took a, a stranglehold on the game, but uh, the Bruins, you saw the Bruins came back and almost tied it at the end. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. This is, uh, this is crunch time, and uh, the Islanders uh, getting a little, as they said, a little more experience last year looked to be handling it very well. Well, you know, I got to ask you, Bruins Islanders, what a classic series. And just the big, bad Bruins, you know how they play. Are you proud of the Islanders with the way they've stood up to them? Like, there's a lot of skill there, right, with Ebbs and Barzell. But you don't get this far without being pretty tough, too. Like, what do you, what, who do you like playing that style on New York? Well, the, the, the fourth line, as they call them, the, the best fourth line in hockey with Clutterbuck, Chizikas, and Matty Martin. Uh, they're extremely hard to play against. Uh, they never, all three of them, I've never seen one of them pass up a chance to hit somebody. And the other team knows that when they come on the ice against them, that they need to be prepared to uh, to take some lumps. Um, the defense pairing of Pellick and Pulak has been very, very strong. Um, Letty's had a great series, a great playoff. Uh, you know, the young kid Dobson. Uh, is has played extremely well for a kid his age, and then you got the the you know the, the more experienced guy uh, Andy Green, who's added a lot to this team. So uh, and some some size and some strength with uh, uh, let's see, escapes my name. His name escapes me now. Big number twenty four, but um, you know they're they're handling themselves very well. Uh, they're starting to get a little a uh, little more. Uh, Good play out of, out of Ebbs and, and, as you say, Ebbs and out of Barzi. But, uh, you know, it's taking them a little while to get going. But when those two guys get fired up, they can put the puck in the net at a pretty regular basis. And then, you know, of course, Beauvillier, uh, Brock Nelson, and uh, and Bailey, they've uh, really started to play some pretty good hockey. So this is a good hockey team. They, they know what they're up against. Uh, they play tough. Uh, certain situation, situations don't seem to bother them. And uh, I like what I see. 
Yeah, no kidding. Well, and the guys they got from New Jersey, Paul Murray and uh, Zajac, have been awesome since pretty much the day they arrived. But hey, what about Barry Trotz? And here's the connection. Pat Captain, former Pat Captain, Trotzy. Uh, we're talking the Regina Pats, everybody that don't know, God's team. What's Trotzy <laughs> done that you've liked since he shook? He's doing something, right? Yeah. Uh, Barry has, uh, has been a, a great addition to this team from day one. Uh, as soon as he walked through that locker room door with him and Lou Lamorello, there was a, a whole new atmosphere that was put in place. And uh, he's, he's all business. Barry and his coaching staff uh, expect a certain amount out of each and every one of those players. They know what their job is. Uh, he's, he doesn't ask any one of them to do any more than they're capable of. But he expects them to go out there and do what they're capable of. And uh, he says that every night. We play a, a style. We're not trying to be someone we're not. And uh, they've been able to do that every night. And it's it's really starting to pay off. I, I You know what? Uh, the Bruins look pretty damn good coming in, you know, after, you know, beating Washington. And uh, the Islanders have played them step for step. And now, of course, uh, have a 3-2 to two lead in the series. Have the chance to wrap it up tomorrow night. From our viewers, you know him, Joe Lazito, watching in Long Island. He says, number 24, Scott Mayfield, the name that you were Scott searching Mayfield. for. Troy in Toronto says, Clark Gillies was one of my favorite players growing up. His style of play as a power forward has always been my favorite style of hockey, and Clark was one of the best all-time at it. There's no doubt about that. But here's one for you, Clarky. I saw Semyon Varlamov tied a franchise record for shutouts this year with the Islanders. And I, I love defensive hockey. I love great goaltending. But Chico held the record. I didn't know Chico had that many starts. Like, I was stunned when, <laughs> I, was stunned when I saw that. And good for both of them. Right. Um, I, I must say I was surprised to hear that it was Chico's name, too. I thought right away it was going to be Smitty. But, um, yeah. you know, I played a lot. Played a lot of years with Chico from 1974 to, to him getting traded in 1980. And uh, Chico put up some pretty good numbers uh, for a guy that wasn't very big. He could sure stop the puck. And uh, after I thought about it, I said, you know what? Good for Chico. And that was quite some. That was quite a stretch that both he and Barley put together. But uh, uh, it's good to see. Nice to hear Chico's name again. We saw him. He was out <laughs> here uh, about a month and a half ago. He, uh, he's still still quite the character. Oh, of course. Just another moose jaw beauty. By the way, speaking of, Dan Ukrainitz is watching. He says, I've been asked if Clark can settle an age-old debate. Who is the better professional baseball player, Clark Gillies or Bob Bourne? <laughs> uh, well, me, of course. But uh, <laughs> no, Bourne <Barney, laughs> and I, uh, we were about the same. I, let me put it this way. We we're both better hockey players than we were baseball players, but uh, uh, Borny and I had a lot of fun together playing professional baseball. Uh, the last year we played down there, I was a right-handed hitter. He was a left-handed hitter, so he, he played against right-handed pitchers. I played against the left-handed pitchers. We never had any gripes about that and uh, just had a lot of fun. We both played first base, as I said, and uh, it was just it was a fun way to spend the summer. Well, hey, but, uh, both, of us, both of us had about the same, and we call it loft, lack of talent. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I forgot about that. Where was it that you were playing pro baseball? Uh, down in Covington, Virginia. 
Can you imagine like two sports? How many back- people go to? How many people go to Covington, Virginia? Trust me. Well, uh, you you made it what it is, Clark. And uh, <laughs> but I forgot about that. Can you imagine NHL players now playing pro ball in the summertime? Like it's just unheard. But that for you guys, that was just what you did. Yeah, it was an opportunity for both of us to see. You know, uh, you know, maybe maybe it wouldn't be baseball. Who knows? Uh, we both got a chance. Uh, we played in an instructional league for uh, three years. And then at the end of the three years, uh, I know in my case, they approached me and said, uh, you know, we think you have a possibility of having a future in baseball, uh, but you have to decide between baseball and hockey because we can't let you do both. And uh, uh, I decided to say thanks for the thanks for the opportunity. But uh, I, I knew that I wanted to play baseball at that point or excuse me, play hockey at that. Point. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay, that part's still happening now. It's just happening a lot earlier. Than when it did, to you. kids are having to make that decision at 13, 14, right? Not right. when they've signed pro contracts. Uh, hey, so it's you, you were all over Sports Center up here in, on TSN. Maybe you were on ESPN too, crushing the beer can on your head. What happened the other <laughs> night? Emotions just take you over, or what? Well, <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a jet football player, Dan Feeney, who comes to the games now, and he smashes basically a full beer over his head and his beer flying everywhere. Um, I was sitting in front of the owner and next to one of the owner's friends, a, a female, a woman next to me. So I didn't want to get beer over everybody, but um, I thought if he can do it, I can do it too. So apparently it worked because a couple minutes after I smashed the, uh, what was an empty beer can over my head, uh, Barzi scored the winning goal. So, I've been asked to do it again at tomorrow night's game, but I think that's a that's a one and done for me unless we're really, really desperate. I'm not going to go there again. So. Well, but it was fun. And it got the fans going, too. People loved it, and nobody was entirely surprised that you did it. I just thought it was great. And how's, how's the new rink coming, by the way? Like this momentum the Islanders have, it's not like you need funding, like it's being built, but this is awesome what's going on with the Islanders, man. When are you going to be in that thing? Uh, right now they're they're about a month behind, so it looks like uh, they'll start the season on the road and go in there in early November. It was originally supposed to be open for the beginning of the season in October, but uh, as they said, due to some COVID issues and things like that down here, uh, some of the building isn't going to be finished quite in time. So it looks like November, uh, but it is a spectacular place. I, I tell you what, I. To, to use the, I use the word amazing way too much when I talk about it. It's going to have a little bit of everything, the best of the best from all the greatest arenas around the world. And uh, this team, like you said, this team is uh, coming into that building uh, playing extremely well. And uh, I think from what I understand, um, there's 56 suites. I think they only have seven of those left. And it seats seventeen thousand for hockey, and I think they're close to close to being sold out. So uh, the response from the fans has been tremendous, and uh, they're going to get treated to a very special place when they finally get in there. Well, you know what? The last one. Could you just imagine winning a Stanley Cup in the last year in the old place? And not to get ahead of ourselves here, Clark, but I will ask you. They've got this far. I mean, I would assume you they think that they could do it. Oh, I, I really think they're capable of it. Um, it's, you know, it's a marathon. I mean, it's so hard to 
to say what's going to happen night in and night out because most most teams that are still in, still involved in these playoffs are very good hockey teams. So uh, one team can win on any given night, but um, they know it's a grind. Uh, you know, I've mentioned it to many people. It's you know it's two months of pure hell, and and uh, you know having gone through it four times, almost five times, uh, it, it's it's not a fun. It is it's a fun time, but it's not a fun time. Um, takes a lot of dedication. Uh, you have to really shut yourself down for two months and think nothing but hockey. And uh, if you can do that, um, you end up holding a big silver trophy at the end, which is pretty special. Joe Lozito says, if you'll do it again tomorrow night, he'll buy the beers. <laughs> okay? Just so you <laughs> – there's that. And can you imagine, Clark, how annoying the Montreal fans are? I know your thoughts on Montreal and Trotches as well. Can you just imagine what we're living with up here right now? Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I tell you, I was watching, uh, the Allen game last night. I didn't see what was the final in the Montreal game. What was, uh, it was overtime three, two, three, two Montreal one. Yeah. in overtime. Oh, I swept nice. Them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, they've got uh, a predicament now, I, I guess, uh, did they just free them up to travel back and forth from, between the U S and Canada? Okay. All we thought down here that they might have to come down and put themselves in a bubble, but uh, uh, that's pretty good. I'll tell you what, it's it's exciting. I, I grew up, uh, I think, more of a Montreal fan than a Toronto fan. I used to love watching the Canadians play and, and uh, the tradition of that Montreal Canadian franchise. It's nice to see them. Uh, nice to see them back in the thick of things here again. No doubt, Clark. Always a pleasure, as you know. We're watching closely. Go Wilds. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Rod. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Hockey Hall of Famer Clark Gillies joining us from New York. And again, his face adorns this desk every single day. He set this up here. His Islanders bobblehead signed, too, by the way. Uh, When we come back to Sports Update, we'll get into the viewer takeover. Lots of fun happening this morning. You're watching, or this afternoon, wherever you are residing, you're watching the RP Show. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues right after this on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, the show continues. Fun time. And I'm going to get to some text messages here from viewers because that's what we do. That's our secret sauce involving you, the viewer. But as Moose knows, we got a nice little gift package here. Like, I mean, a lot. Oh, yeah. And so... I mixed it up. Well, let me start with this. Troy in Toronto, you're watching? I got it, man. I got your hoodie, as, or as we like to say here in the rectangle. We got your, uh, your bunny hug. Six and a half years sober for me and sober athletic wear. Uh, I'll be wearing that proudly probably on the recovery hour. And then from the Saskatoon Blades, or what are they calling the ownership group now? The Priestner Sports Corp? Because it's not just the yeah. Blades. Yeah. We got a couple of coffee mugs, and we like our coffee mugs because that's what we do here. We have coffee every day for Caliber Coffee. That, this one's got my name all over it. Ooh. Little XL dry fit. That's hot. Saskatoon Blades golf that? shirt. How about that? From Player Apparel. Uh, like I say, if you want to know your way into my heart, send me your hockey team's golf shirt. And we good. Um... <laughs> A couple lids. 
and I don't know who's claiming these, Blades and the Saskatchewan Rust, which is not showing up because it's green. <laughs> Let's try this one. Is that going to show up? Woo! It's invisible. Saskatchewan Rush lacrosse. But that's hot, too. Under Armour. More Rush. Oh. Clark, some of this got your name on it. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a truckload of gear from the Priestner Sports Entertainment Group, Blades and Saskatchewan Rush gear. How about that? Amazing. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You know we're going to wear it. You know we love it. Oh, yeah. And uh, rest of you teams, step up. So from the Prairie Mobile text line here, from Greg in Rama, what happened to Dupes not cutting his hair until the CFL plays another game? Would love to see the man bun, <laughs> LOL. Um, <clears throat> it was said to me once, and this is kind of what did it for me. He says, if you, can, if you show up here and your hair is tied up, it's my last show. I think that's what you said one day. <laughs> did I say if that? Hair, if you come to work and your hair is tied up, he's like, that's my last show. Oh, my dad would have been proud if I'd said that. Yeah. So, I don't uh, remember saying it, but I'm Instantly sure booked a haircut. And it's not anything against growing your hair. It's just, it's not our brand. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was starting, like, when I saw myself on Telemiracle with the long hair, and it wasn't even that long. I mean, it was, you know, here, and I'm like, I got to cut this. And so, like, yeah. literally the next week, I went and cut it off. It's a shame you never met my dad. You didn't come into my life until 2015. But you, right. you came to his funeral, so you felt like you knew him. My dad, a farmer and a hockey scout, <laughs> he said to me as a kid, you get an earring, don't come home. Okay, dad. <laughs> Didn't get an earring. <laughs> and there's more. There's only two kinds of guys that wear their hats backwards. You know that one. I'm not going to I can't say it. That's good. No, I can't say it. <laughs> of course not. That? Welders and... Moving on. Which one are you? Uh, from the 717. How about that clip from the College World Series and the Arkansas game on your Instagram story last night? That crowd was wild. Need those crowds at every stadium now. Uh, it's on our Instagram story. Follow us at Rod Peterson Official. We got highlights on there every night. We got reaction. Uh, we got cool stuff going on there. You know, from the 9-4-0, Kenneth from Regina says, what the heck is wrong with the Milwaukee Bucks? Blown out big time last night. What's wrong with them? They're playing the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> that would be my first suggestion. Yes. And you're in luck, Kenneth from Regina, because we've got coming up later on Andrew Gottselig from Hoop Life to talk all uh, NBA playoffs. That's coming up later on in hour two. So just some fun stuff from our viewers and gifts and so forth here. Uh there's, as I jump into the sports update here, breaking news this morning, the NHL has fined Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy $25,000 Tuesday for his criticism of the officials after game four of the Boston second round playoff series against the Islanders. I didn't think it was that bad at all, but I'm not in charge. The Western Hockey League announced Spokane Chiefs captain Eli Zumak has won the Brad Horning Trophy as the WHL's most sportsmanlike player, presented by Real Canadian Superstore. The 21-year-old finished second in Chiefs scoring this year with 22 points. Zumak is the second U.S. division skater in as many seasons to win the Brad Horning Trophy after Carolina Hurricanes prospect Seth Jarvis of the Winterhawks claimed the award last year. Overall, Zumak becomes the fourth Spokane Chief to win the Brad Horning Trophy, Moose. Following, you've heard of these guys, Tyler Johnson, Steve Junker, and Pat 
Falloon. It's a good list. Wow. Chris Paul, in his rejuvenated right shoulder, scored 21 points and dished 11 assists. Michael Bridges added 23 points, and the Phoenix Suns beat the visiting Denver Nuggets 122-105 in Game 1 of the Western Conference Semifinals. Again, it is uh, Narnia in the NBA playoffs right now. Parallel world. Who is in the playoffs? The Memphis Grizzlies, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Well, the Nets, really, the Jazz. Like, what the heck? The, The Atlanta Hawks. I didn't even know they still had a team. Twilight Zone. So what happens when you draft high every year. Canadian golfer Taylor Penrith has earned a spot in the U.S. Open for the second year in a row. The native of Richmond Hill, Ontario, finished first in one of nine 36-hole qualifiers for the major in Rockville, Maryland, to book his ticket. Penrith joins Corey Connors of Listowel, Ontario, and Mackenzie Hughes of Dundas, Ontario, in the field for the June 17th to 20th event at Torrey Pines in San Diego. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Let's uh, take a break, guys. And we will be back with viewer takeover. By the way, on the way, Kenny Reed from Sportsnet and, uh, as mentioned, Andrew Gotzelik from Hoop Life. You're watching the RP Show on this Tuesday on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back. We're starting viewer takeover early because we're feeling charitable today and everybody's in a really good mood. Um, mentioning, well, let's start with Arlen Bruce the third. Okay, the future Canadian Football Hall of Famer, Spider-Man, as we've forged a uh, close and fast relationship here. Arlen Bruce, if, if you guys can find the comment, it won't be hard for you. He says, so it's okay to play loonies and toonies to start your show every now and then, the remix or the original, even the instrumental. And he says, uh, love conquers all, Arlen Bruce III. So I said to Moose, let's fire it up. And I, this isn't going to break any copyright infringements. Who knows? We'll only play a few seconds of it. This is it. He's going to get, there it is. I love it. Loonies and toonies. Yeah. Wait, Arlen, sold. Sold. Clark just said he's in. So uh, can we get on that? Loonies and Toonies, the hip-hop. I don't think Arlen is singing that. I think it's somebody that he, that he represents. So there's three kinds of music that I like. I'll say it again. Country, Western, and hip-hop. And you would think, how, does, how is that a thing? Somebody had written in here and said, congratulations on your 501st show. 501 doesn't really have a ring to it. And I immediately thought of this old Merle Haggard song. It's called 501 Blues. I got these 501 Blues, another work day's over. So from Loonies and Toonies to Merle Haggard, <laughs> I got it all. Collection. Yeah. I got it all. I love it. Um, oh, what are you laughing at? Nothing. The, the um, NCAA baseball crowd last night in Arkansas. It was wild. It was like game seven of the World Series. I think people were just so jacked up because they were in a ballpark in full. And I'll just spend a minute on this with the Canadian Football League. It's like, guys, you, it's not the CFL's fault 
that we are where we are. But the news this morning is that the Board of Governors is going to have a vote on June 14th. And I guess that's why they told the players that that's the date of June 14th. And, wow, Arash, everything he said here yesterday was the truth. He's like, we still don't even know if the Argos want to play. What are they going to vote on that day, right? So the chances that they're not going to play, and it's just like, guys, you're getting left so far behind. And as many has said, um, you know, in the CFL, they're like, Rod, if you were in our shoes, you wouldn't be doing anything different. I understand that they're hamstrung, but uh, they're in a hell of a pinch, man. And all I'm trying to prepare you for is there's a chance that they will not play. I know. That sucks. I know. It does. Um, we're going to find out June 14th. We'll find out. We really will. You know, where the pressure lies. Are they going to play? Are they not going to play? Especially in August. I don't know that it's final June 14th about a season. It's only about August 5th. Will they kick the can down the road or will they decide to, to go in August 5th? But, yeah, you're right. There's a big chance they might not. We stay hopeful that they will, but the crowd size is everything. But we're going to, that's what it is. Um, but we're going to move on to the sports that are playing. Mandy in Edmonton says you'd better update Deron Carter on your taste in music. I saw in another interview you told him two kinds, country and western. Hey, Deron knows. Trust me, Deron knows. We listen oh, yeah. to it together. From the 780, writing us on the Prairie Mobile text line. Currently living in Alberta, but from the East Coast, Hab fans outnumbered all other fans 10 to 1 and were the most annoying fans. Win three straight games in the regular season, and oh my God, they were the best team in the world. Lose three games, and you wouldn't hear a peep from them. I could only imagine the arrogance right now. <clears throat> Brady 101. I know, worst team in the league. Don't deserve to be here. Now they've won seven in a row, or whatever it is. The. That's the thing about the Hab fans. I do love them. How many times have I said that today? Three, four times? Yeah. I love them. Oh, yeah. But they got to pipe down. What did Clark Gillies say? It's a marathon. You're only halfway done the marathon. Would you start chirping when you were halfway done the marathon? You wouldn't. It's tortoise and hare stuff. That's right. Like, this is childhood stuff. Elementary stuff, right? Uh, Wayne and Victoria says, are they going to tell us who voted not to play? Just hung up on the CFL stuff. They haven't even voted yet. Robin Stewart says, uh, Sim CFL season better happen anyways. Mm, Not with us, I don't think. What's going on here? What's happening in this universe? The Hockey Club podcast watching in Tallahassee, Florida. Says, what about that NCAA women's softball game last night? FSU Seminoles upset Alabama. (laughs) ACC over SEC. How did this happen? I have no problem with it, but we're talking NCAA baseball and softball on this show, and people are here for it. When the door opens, walk through it. I told you that. Stuck with me. (laughs) Coming up next hour, Ken Reed and Andrew Gottselig of Hoop Life. Uh, We'll see you after this break here on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.